Welcome to the latest episode of El Paso Talks, where the voices of El Paso are heard. Now let's welcome today's host. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Unmuted. I am your host, Claudia Rodriguez. This week, I would like to talk about the ballot, the May election that's happening, that early voting is going to happen here in a couple of weeks, and just giving you all a quick rundown of all the propositions, what it is that we're voting on, and the big main focus, Proposition K. So before we begin on Proposition K, I would like to give everybody a quick rundown of all the other propositions that that are on this ballot and you know what it means, why do we have them, why are we voting on them. To begin um, this May election, which election day is May 6th, 2023, I believe early voting starts April 20th, if I'm not mistaken, but I'll double check that and give that to y'all in a little bit. Um, it's a uniform election. Normally it would just be school boards. So, you know, that's one of the things you all are voting on school boards. To be honest, I have not done any digging into the whole school board thing right now. I am extremely focused on Proposition K and defeating it and making sure that it does not pass. But along with Proposition K, we have Propositions A through um, J. Well, A through K. So I'm going to go start off with Proposition A. And what it is, is that we're having um, the city of El Paso is having a charter amendment election. Normally, this election would only happen. I mean, it only happens once every two years minimum. It doesn't mean that there has to be that the city of El Paso has to call a city charter election like it's just only if the city council sees wants to update things change the change things and and that's it but you were not really in required by law to have a charter election every two years so again i believe in 2020 was the original year that council had decided that they wanted to do a charter amendment election however because we got hit with covid and everybody got sent home we canceled that election like we we canceled the entire process of going through the 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 charter amendment election and the way that process goes is that every single council member has to pick a member of the public it could be anybody they they choose to to put on there it could be an, a previously elected official it could be somebody in the business it could be your neighbor it could be whomever you want um, the only requirement is that this person that you you put on there is obviously a registered voter and lives within the city of El Paso. And what they do is once we do appoint all of these um, advisors to the ad hoc committee, then they start to meet and they start to read the different, I guess, wants or wishes, the wish list of council of things that they wish to see changed on the on their charter. They themselves, you know, have some knowledge as far as like some things that want to change. There's a lot of public engagement. There's public meetings. There's a lot of debate. And at the end of, I believe it's almost six months, they come back with those recommendations as far as like what they see is is just or what they see is a good 
opportunity to amend on our charter or not. Remember, our city charter is like our constitution. It's our local document that guides us and tells us how local government needs to be run. Um, it's very similar to, to the Constitution of the United States in the sense of, again, it's just a guiding document where it, it doesn't allow for council members to go rogue, which, again, I don't believe that it needs to be visited every two years. It could, I mean, it, it really should not. Like, it should really be um, left alone for, for the most part. I mean, I understand that there's things that don't work and they need to be changed, but... But for the most part, I believe that our our local city charter should be left alone for as long as possible. So we were supposed to have this election in 2020. But again, because of COVID, we decided not to go through that process. And we brought it back in 2022. That's when we again assigned our local um, individuals that would be representing each district to the ad hoc committee and they started the process in early 2022 and they continued on till about May where they came back to council and they presented their findings and what they believe should be changed or should be not or whatever um so we were ready to send this this these amendments to an election to the november election of last year we were ready to do it we had done the process we had done our homework we had contacted the public we had deliberated with each other we had done everything that we needed to do to go ahead and amend our charter well, as we're having these discussions in August, that's when um, the Sunrise Group and Ground Game, Ground Game Texas decided to submit uh, a petition with over 40,000 signatures. They did this in early January, I'm sorry, early August and basically gave the city clerk about two weeks time or expected the city clerk, I'm sorry, in two weeks time to verify all of those signatures. Now, those signatures, it's very important that they do get validated because we want to make sure this is a big deal. Like this is our amendment, we want our constitution, I'm sorry. We want to make sure that whomever is signing these petitions is, is fully informed on what it is they're signing, um, that they are registered voters, that they reside within the city of El Paso and within our city limits, and that they know exactly what it is that they're 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 getting themselves into. Um, I don't believe that that's what happened. I believe that it was a bunch of cute kids or tried to be cute kids. I would go around asking people, hey. Do you want to save the planet? Please sign a petition kind of thing. And they would, of course, I want to save the planet. And people were, found themselves very, I guess, endeared by the fact that young people were being so active and motivated because we don't see that. Like they're not very active. They're not very motivated and they didn't want to discourage them. So to encourage them, they went ahead and signed their petition. I know that there was, I know a lot of people that, that said, Hey, I signed that petition. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. And even like staff members at the city, like everybody that signed it, like later on found out the, the magnitude of it and the destruction that it could bring to our community. And we're like, Oh hell no. Like 
I can't believe I signed that. That's not what I was told. And yeah, they manipulated the, the petition to sound like a cute little thing, not a real thing. And people, unfortunately, were not very informed as to what the charter is and, and why we need to value it and take care of it. And they signed. So we got those signatures. Um, they, of course, notified the city clerk that they were going to do this petition in January. And because that's part of the process, they notified the 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 city clerk that they were going to start the petition and then they didn't turn in the signatures till two weeks, two weeks before city council. Remember, there's a process for everything before city council has to turn in everything to the county so they can go ahead and put it on the ballot. It's not like it's, it's just not a one done done and done deal like it, it ha- there's a process like there's a process there's a legal process there's just many steps that need to be followed and they unfortunately I feel that they waited until the very last minute um, to turn in these signatures to hold council hostage to force us to just send them without validating them of course that was not something that I was okay with that was something I I had strong opposition to and I voiced that and I said, no, like, we're not like, yes, I believe in democracy. And yes, I believe in you all doing your homework and going and gathering signatures. And I applaud your hard work, even though I don't agree your intentions. But they waited till the very last minute. So council not wanting to look like the bad guys. I like I personally did not care like you should have turned it in when like a lot sooner like don't don't hold our election hostage to your demands and that's what it felt like that we were being held hostage to their demands and and they were they were very not only were they very hostile they were very demanding and just awful awful people. Um, so what happened was we said, council said, why don't we go ahead and just hold an election call, special election in May, and we'll hold off our charter because if we would have sent in our charter, then that means that their petition had, we validated the signatures, wouldn't been eligible to be on the ballot till two years after that because we can only call charter amendment elections every two years minimum. So council had said, we'll just host a special election in May and we'll, we'll, meanwhile, we'll validate the signatures. And if they're good, then you're good to go on the May election. And that's what we did. And, you know, the, the other issue that, that I took with that was that they, the election for November was already paid for by you all, the taxpayers. Elections are very expensive. They cost the city of El Paso anywhere between $1 million to $1.7 million. And so I was fully aware that if we held this special election in May, that it was going to cost the taxpayers a $1 million to hold a special election for these children. And so I was very hesitant to say yes, because, you know, I have a, a I had a, or I have this work ethic of wanting to save you all the taxpayer money and not be wasteful in our spending 
and really just spend money in what's absolutely necessary. And while elections are absolutely necessary, it was not necessary that we host a special election in May of this year. So here we are. We are a couple of weeks before early voting, and I am now going to go over the the amendments A through K so that you all can have an idea of what is going to be on the ballot. And so proposition, we start with proposition A, um, allow city council representatives to appoint and remove staff. I don't, I believe that everybody should vote no on this. And this is going to get so complicated because you're going to see some, here's some yes, here's some no's. I would say vote no on everything. Um, Just keep our city charter the same. There's only one that is very important that we do support. And that is proposition. Where is it? Proposition. I, and that's for city required pension contribution percentage of payroll for firemen and police. That one is the only, I think that it's important because it has to do with the pension for police and fire departments and they are relying on the voters to support them in that. So I would say vote no on everything with the exception of I, but anyway, let me go through them um, one by one so that we can go ahead And, you know, this won't be new for you when you go to the ballot and you read them for the first time. So Proposition A, allow city council representatives to appoint and remove staff. Vote no. And the reason I'm saying vote no is because city council, like, I'm sorry, like some of these people have never had a job. They have, they're extremely arrogant and rude and they would just politicize the whole thing. Plus they have no experience in hiring, training or retaining employees, most of all. So I would say vote no to Proposition A. Proposition B, allow city council to lease city property for years, for 40 years or less. I mean, just leave it how it is. Just vote no on that. Ability to, Proposition C, Ability to reschedule council meetings for city holidays. I would say use common sense. I mean, if that sounds like common sense, I would say vote yes. Um, City council already does that, by the way. So, I mean, voting no, you would just leave it the same. Or you could just not vote at all. And if you don't understand it, then don't vote anything. Um, Proposition D, allowing mayor to counsel a council meeting due to federal, state or local emergency. Again, you know, if you vote no, just everything that's been happening since the inception of El Paso will continue to happen. Um, if you want to use your, your common sense, if that sounds something that you can support, then I guess vote yes. Um, proposition E, updating ordinance and emergence ordinance provisions. Um, I, I don't recall this one. Um, I'm... I would say vote no. I mean, I know we just went through everything with COVID and and the way that council was just so high on power was insane. I don't know if this would affect the the outcome of any future emergency ordinance, but again, I would just say vote no. Voter initiate voter initiated ordinances remove requirement for second petition. Um 
Yes. So that's an important one. I would say vote yes for that one because that's how we got into this whole mess right now of just this petition, your your government or trying to change our charter through petition. You know, I think that we should not be removing any requirements. I think that we should leave things the way they are. And so vote yes on Proposition F. Yes on F. Proposition G, Civil Service Commission qualifications for commissioners. Um, Yes. So when I was on city council, I had a really hard time getting appointing somebody to this commission because this the way this commission is set up, you can only have like one architect, one librarian, one fire department, one manager. And so a lot of the people that were on that one or the everybody that was trying to appoint already was a managerial position, like in their real life job. And so it was really hard for me to get anybody on that commission because there was there was always somebody that already had that job. And so I struggled. So I would say vote yes to G. Proposition H. By the way, I'm going to print this and put this on my social media. I think that'd be the easiest thing for y'all to look at. Um, allow city to establish city rules, policies, and procedures for city promotions and city employee promotions. Um, yes. Proposition I, this is the other big yes. City required pension contribution percentage of payroll for firemen and police. Yes, 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 yes for I. Proposition J, city auditor to be hired by and report to city council, presently hired by city manager, but reports to council. Um, again, I, I mean... Council, council has no expertise on hiring or I would, I would say leave that alone. Just vote no on that. And finally, we get to Proposition K, the climate charter. All right. Let me read the bond language to this. And I just kind of want to, well, I guess when I get to that point, I'll, I'll point that out. But Proposition K asks... Should the city charter be amended as proposed by a petition? Remember the petition being the 40,000 signatures that these kids went in and put their puppy faces to you and said, do you want to save the climate, the environment? Please sign my petition. That's the proposed petition to add article. What is this? Article 15, I believe, to create a climate policy requiring the city to use all available resources and authority to accomplish three goals. One, to reduce the city's contribution to climate change, invest in environmentally sustainable future, and advance the cause of climate justice. Okay. Before I move on, I just want to do a quick friendly reminder to everybody that in November, we passed a bond election with three propositions on it. Um, Proposition A, which was for streets. Proposition B, which was for parks. And Proposition C, which was a $5 million climate study. So you all that you all said yes it is important that we pay five million dollars to to see how we can be environmentally sustainable or whatever it is um 
I think I think that that was I'm, it narrowly passed. I think that out of all three, that's the one that got the least amount of votes. It very narrowly passed. And but whatever it passed, a win is a win. And so the city's already committed to using $5 million of your taxpayer money because you all the voters said yes on that proposition to do a climate study. This whole thing, this whole Proposition K, again, was put by a bunch of of radicalized kids um, that I'm not I'm not going to hold myself back from saying that because they literally refer to each other as comrades. Um, Every time they're at city council, they cite the Communist Manifesto. And so that's what they are. They are a bunch of radicalized kids with a very um a a very misfortunate interpretation of what they think is best for the city of El Paso um it's not it's not good at all and they have no basis for it. Like at least the city of El Paso offered a study like, hey, based off of this study, we don't know. Like maybe, maybe our climate is changing. Maybe it is going from a desert climate to a tundra climate. I don't know. And we need to do something. We need to be proactive about it. Well, that study that you all commissioned and paid for is going to show that. And once we have that type of data, that we can make informed decisions as to how we can move El Paso in a positive direction as to we're not affected by the extreme changes of the climate. So, again, I personally, this is my personal opinion, we live in a desert climate environment. I don't know like how it's changing. Like, I think we've always had this type of weather, this type of climate, this type of environment, Um, but whatever, that's to each their own, I suppose. But I'm glad we're at least getting a a study to put everybody's minds at ease. And hopefully we get some really good information and we find out that, you know, this is really bad or it's not that bad. the other thing, like I've mentioned before, like this is going to be if this is a real thing, then we're going to need more than just being active here within the city limits of El Paso. Like this is going to be have to be a countywide thing. And then it's going to be a multinational thing because we are right on the border with what is. And unfortunately, um, we don't have the technology to make invisible walls that will keep air on one side of the border and our air on our side of the border. We are, since we are a border city, we have a lot of logistics companies here. We have a lot of semi trucks going back and forth. Um, and, and they're important. Like those, those types of businesses are important for the bloodline, the supply bloodline of our country. Like we can't shut them out. You're going to put you're you're going to hinder so many people across the country because they won't be able to receive their goods and their food and whatever else that it is that we transport in the business industry. Again, you know, these some of these these comrades like they like to call themselves, refer themselves to have probably never had a job. 
probably never had a business, never employed a person, but now all of a sudden, according to their proposition here, they're going to create hundreds of thousands of jobs. Never done a, a single job in their life, but now all of a sudden they're going to create hundreds of thousands of jobs. Well, actually, the actual reality of it is that they're going to shut down a lot of jobs. A lot of people are going to lose jobs, companies, jobs, small businesses. No one is going to come to El Paso because we are so hostile. Like as it is without this damn K, Proposition K, we have so much hostility towards our business community. Like this thing is just going to be crazy. Like it's just going to be very hostile and no one's going to give El Paso a second look. I think it's very important for everybody to unite against this thing, um, have multiple, I'm working with multiple efforts, me, myself, having my own environment, yay, Proposition K, nay, initiative to inform the public we are walking um, the local GOP. The city is also holding some city, some community meetings to inform the public. Um, Tony Gonzalez is helping out. There's people flying in from D.C. and Florida. Like people are really worried about this thing and not because the rich are are all of a sudden going to start becoming El Paso. I'm sorry. Like you all give yourselves some credit, some crema on your tacos that like you don't deserve. Like we here in El Paso are a very hardworking community and we struggle and we fight and we want to have these businesses come to El Paso. And you know what? Thank you to the rich people who want to invest in El Paso, who want to make our community better, who believe in El Paso, who want to keep their money in El Paso. And everybody else that wants to be a little hater and say, no, we don't want any of that. Like, get over it. Like you, I'm sorry, you are probably not even contributing to El Paso. So again, like I've said before, like comrades, leave El Paso alone. Go run your little scientific experiment at in Austin, San Antonio. Go do it somewhere else probably wouldn't pass over there. Why? Because people over there are a little bit more informed. They're not, and they're not going to pay billions of dollars on this crazy idea that has no substantial homework done with it. But anyway, let me continue on here. Um, it's going to require the city council to employ a climate director who shall be appointed and removed by city council and report directly to city council to require the creation of a climate department to be directly overseen by the climate director to require a creation of a nine member climate commission appointed by city council with recommending and investigative powers for the purposes of overseeing the implementation and fulfillment of a city climate policy with removal of individual members only for incompetence or nonfeasance, misfeasance or malfeasance in office to require the creation of an annual goal of climate jobs doesn't specify what the hell a climate job is, by the way, and the adoption and implementation of a policy that will transfer current city employees to climate work 
and provide a preference of contractors who are able to advance the city's climate policy. Okay, a lot to dissect there. So going back to these these climate directors and nine-member climate commission, (laughs) this is my suspicion. My suspicion is that these comrades that have never had a job all of a sudden want to have a job because they're making it so that they're the only eligible people to apply for these positions. Um, I've said it before, like you all complained about the city manager's pay and oh, he makes too much money. Well, at least he went to school for it. He has experience in it. He knows how to manage his city. He's done his job like he does it well. He just recently, by the way, congratulations, Tommy Gonzalez, for that negotiation with the El Paso Police Department for their contract. Did an excellent job. That's what happens when you are coming, when you have value. These kids have no value and they feel that the only way they can get their own jobs is by changing the charter and adding jobs for them. So the city did a study and I'm not sure how much they paid. And I was at city council yesterday specifically for this item. And they did a study on how much this climate charter would cost. Now, the city is very limited to the the scope of intelligence gathering or the scope of like information that they they can put out um just so that you all know every time that the city is going to put something on on a ballot for the public to vote on legally they have to do an analysis and tell the public how much this is going to cost so for example in the november election they did an analysis it was 274 million dollars for streets another 70 million or so for the parks and five millions for that climate study and they had to report that to to the local news stations, local newspapers, and notify the public that you all are going to be voting on these things in November, and this is how much you're going to—it's going to cost you, so that you all, when you all go return, you have that type of information and knowing you can make, a, I guess, a responsible decision as far as like, you know what? Yes, I do want to pay X amount of money for this, X amount of money, or no, I don't. Like, leave me alone. Um, but it's important that the city puts that out. These comrades decided that. They weren't going to do that. So they submitted some a document that was incomplete in the sense of telling us how much it had to be. So now the city had to guess, essentially, as to how much this thing could potentially cost. Well, the city couldn't get very far on it because... Um, First of all, El Paso Electric municipalizing it, that would be billions of dollars. And El Paso Electric has stated rightfully so because they are a public, or I'm sorry, a private company that they are not for sale. And they didn't were not able to provide us with a cost estimate as to municipalize El Paso Electric. The the part that they did submit an estimate for, I guess, is just to create this department. This department of of the climate czar and the climate czar people, like just to create that, to add those extra, what is it? Four, nine, 10, I don't know, 10 to 11 jobs, guys, like 10 to 11 jobs that are going to dictate what the city is allowed to do, not to do. 
though just to create that department because it also doesn't include like the infrastructure to convert all of city um buildings into solar it doesn't include the the budget for converting all of our buses and police cars and fire trucks into electric it doesn't include any of that like it just it's 157 million dollars from the moment it passes till 2045 on an average of four million dollars a year to pay 11 people four million like your city council members don't even make that much money by the way um just to pay these people that's what that study that analysis is talking about so four million dollars to pay more bureaucrats more bureaucracy to further grow the government to tell you how you can live and spend your money and how much money you need to be giving the city that's just that part like that's just four million dollars a year that's what we're gonna pay for that if this thing passes just for that one part just to create that department um, again, it doesn't include the billions of dollars that it would cost to municipalize El Paso Electric. It doesn't co- it doesn't include the other billions of dollars that it would cost to convert all of our infrastructure to electric. It doesn't include what you would have to be um, paying out of your own pocket on top of already paying all of those taxes. So like right now, if your tax bill is a thousand dollars which i don't know whose tax bill is that but annually if your tax bill is a thousand dollars probably going to go up to two thousand if it's three thousand it's going to go up to six thousand if it's six thousand it's going to go up to twelve thousand it's going to double and then on top of you having to pay all that money for your on your taxes on your property taxes you're still gonna have to pay for your own home appliances so now you're gonna have to pay for your own um take their your gas stove is going to be gone so now you're gonna have to pay for an electric stove um you're gonna have to pay for probably an electric furnace i know we all like our carnes asadas in the summer and sundays like that's a big tradition like you can forget about that because if you are using propane like you're not going to be able to buy propane anymore so everybody electric everything um you probably need to buy solar panels for your home if you weren't if you were looking at making that investment great but that's the whole point like it should be left up to you the consumer and not be forced down to you by the government in the city of el paso like are you flipping kidding me and so even though this is just a city initiative it's definitely going to affect the entire county of El Paso. So I would just really recommend to everybody to just, again, vote no on Prop K. Um, It goes on to talk about the climate jobs, how all employees have to do climate work. I don't think these kids realize that like 60% of our employees are police and fire like what the what kind of climate work are police and fire going to be doing like so now are you talking about defunding the police department are you talking about taking away funding from them so that you can create these climate jobs we just negotiated a wonderful contract for them because we need them like is this going to affect them now everything else all of our other city services that the city has committed to like do we start putting those on the back burner because now we've got to start paying for this thing i don't know but the city doesn't have money it's a taxpayers it's coming from you all it's coming from us 
uh, to require the creation of an annual solar power generation plan for the city of El Paso and to require the city manager to establish and maintain policies that encourage the development for rooftop solar power generation capacity within the city of El Paso using existing city facilities and require both new buildings and retrofitted buildings to include solar power generation capacity to require the employee employment of all available methods so that the energy used within the city is generated by clean renewable energy with the goals of requiring 80% renewable energy by 2030 and 100% clean renewable energy by 2045. I'm sorry, that makes me laugh. Um, If you look at our constitution, if you look at the city charter, there's no dates on them. Like there's not an expectation of this needs to happen by X date. Like there's no dates because it's supposed to be an ongoing timeless. It's supposed to be a timeless document. And so you already putting these artificial dates on it. Again, with what information um, you are already just violating what that document should be like it needs to be respected it needs to continue if it needs to be amended amend it but like now you're putting arbitrary dates that really like mean something to you but you can't tell me why like tell me the voter why where did you get that from where to pull that number out of and why are you putting dates on a document that's supposed to be timeless um, there it is. Convert, employ all available efforts to convert El Paso Electric to municipal ownership, meaning buy it, buy it. Doesn't matter what it costs. They already said they're not for sale. Buy them and force them and then force the people of El Paso to pay for them. Oh, this is me. This is so terrible. Um, to require the city of El Paso to undertake all necessary efforts to prepare city infrastructure to withstand extreme weather conditions and ensure uninterrupted provisions of basic services and utilities to city residents. That's already like happening, guys. Um, We have very reliable service here in El Paso. We have El Paso Electric that's on it. Like if we ever, if there's ever a power shortage, like they're on it. Like they, they identify it and they fix it as soon as possible. Um, You know, when there was that winter freeze, when everybody was on wind turbines in East Texas, like El Paso, like we were good. And we had that bad weather here in El Paso too. I remember we also had bad weather because I remember the kids were home and we were good. We were warm in our living rooms, eating, watching Netflix, binging on whatever it was, Cobra Kai, I don't know, and enjoying the snow, taking pictures with their families. Like we did that. We had reliable service. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And ensure uninterrupted, blah, blah, blah. Um, to require the city of El Paso to ban the use of city water to fossil fuel industry activities. So I have a trucking company. The city of El Paso will no longer sell me water. If you are a restaurant and you don't have electric stoves, the city of El Paso will no longer sell you water. Everything that you can think of that like uses water and uses gas of some sort, like you're no longer going to have water. Now, 
I don't trust this government. Like, in my home, if I don't get rid of my stove, like, what are you going to do? Deny me water? That is insane. Like, that is crazy talk. And that's, and they might say, oh, that's fear mongering. We're not saying that. Well, you're not not saying it. And by this thing, we can assume the worst of it. Why? Because you have no legitimacy. Like you are forcing this down our throats. You lied to get this petition. Like you paid your your canvassers $2 of signatures. You motivated these kids. Great. But you lied to the people that signed the signatures. Like, I don't believe crap that comes out of you. I don't trust you. I don't trust big government and I used to be a city council representative and that even at that I'm still saying don't trust your government if COVID taught us anything it taught us that you cannot trust your government because given the opportunity with power and control they will jump on it at every single turn they did that this is and this is insane right here trying to change our our charter to Proposition K, which is a climate change form of government. Um, defined outside the city limits. Okay, so that means that also the county, if you are participating in any fossil fuel activities, you will not be allowed to buy water to the county of El Paso. So we're so sorry that if El Paso, the city of El Paso votes for this, this is going to affect you all, the county of El Paso. Um, Prohibit the city of El Paso from imposing any fees, fines, or financial or non-financial burdens that limit the purchase, use, or generation of renewable energy, nullifying any such fees, fines, or other burdens in existence at the time the charter amendment takes place. Guys, it's all bullcrap. Like, it's all bullcrap. Like, A, they didn't tell us how much this thing was going to cost, so assume that it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money. B, they don't have any money like they don't say how it's going to be paid for so again being a former city council representative the city of el paso yes we have savings but our savings aren't enough to for this crazy wish list um we don't have money it's you all it's a taxpayer money so remember that's the end of this thing it is so ridiculous it's insane i would say Make time if, you know, May is not a high turnout election. Early voting is going to start in a couple of weeks. If you see any vote here signs at Bassett, like if you're out shopping one day, like go vote. Um, Vote no, vote against is that the actual language. Vote against, voten en contra the proposition K. And tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell your parents, tell anybody that is fed up with paying so much down of our money to the city of El Paso, to our government entities, tell them, hey, you know what? We need to unite and vote against this crap and take them and make sure and everything else, they want to leave everything else blank. If they, And that's what I would say. If you don't know it, just leave it blank. Um, if you want to read it, again, I'm going to be posting it. If you want to read it and check it out, make your own informative decisions. By all means, vote on however you want. Proposition K, vote against it. And that is it for this week's episode of Unmuted with Claudia Rodriguez. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you share it. I hope that, you know, I'm not here <laughs> 
grieving in a couple of weeks morning saying like, come on guys, we tried, but we got this El Paso. This is what it means to be El Paso strong. We're not going to let them que nos miren la cara. We're going to get out and we're going to vote and we're going to vote against Prop K. See y'all later. Bye. This has been Unmuted with Claudia, where we discuss the most important issues facing our community. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you love my podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review me on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Don't forget to let me know what topics you would like for me to cover in future episodes. Drop me a line on claudia at claudiafoelpaso.com. See you in my next episode. This has been El Paso Talks, a podcast about El Paso delivered to you by the voices of your neighbors, your friends, your family, and even yourself. If you haven't already, like, subscribe and rate our podcast. El Paso Talks is produced by El Paso News. The opinions expressed are those of the individual delivering the episode and may not necessarily represent the views of El Paso News or the other podcasters on El Paso Talks. Find us at elpasonews.org. See you in the next episode.